Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. Work. Beats. Fierce. Sound. Work. Beats. Fierce. Sound. Work. Beats. Fierce. Sound. Let's do the fork in the garbage disposal. Let's do the fork in the garbage disposal. Ding, 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 Wait. I dropped my contact. Got it. I love that video. We're keeping all of it. I love that video. And I want to rewatch it right now at this time. Okay, but we're doing a podcast right now, so let's do it. Um, there's no video footage of this, so therefore it can't be proven in a court of law. Okay. Anyways. Hi, everyone. Welcome, Miss Motherfuckers. <laughs> Miss Motherfuckers. Fuckettes, as Fuckettes. some would say. Oh, welcome back to the podcast where we are family. We can't. We can't do this. Listen, I'm gonna be singing "Your Love Is My Love" this entire time. Don't do it. This is your app. Um. So, what is new with you? (laughs) What is new with you? You know, just living my best fucking life, trying to be out here, getting that coin, spin some game, (laughs) making chorizo with huevos every single day for breakfast. Okay, it's delicious. Yeah. Where awesome. I'm undertaking a big project coming up, so right now I'm just like I'm just I'm just coasting. coasting. I'm just coasting until I get to that big project, and then I'll get to it. I love it. Thank you. What have you been up to? Um, I have been up to no good. No good. I'm doing you. nothing. Um, it's Sunday. <laughs> work is like ramping up. Yeah, I just came from work, so it'll be another one of those things that. Like, just start getting busy during the weekends. It's a busy season, but it's fine because I love it. So, it's good. Um, Taking a break from dating right now because I got a little bummed out. So, I'm taking a break. Catch us live, everyone. Um, We're going to be at our homes (laughs) (laughs) watching Netflix. (laughs) I tricked you. I thought you were going to do a live show. Just kidding. But you can catch us <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. I'm doing this in the beginning so that everybody knows. Right. So that we don't forget. So we are catch us on Facebook and I couldn't help but podcast. Um, or on Twitter and Instagram at we swear on Chanel. Or you can email us at I couldn't help but podcast at gmail.com. Where can they find you personally, Joe? What do I want to give out today? <laughs> Twitter, Joe Daniel BB, Instagram, Petty Pins Jr. That's all you can find me right now. Perfect. And you can find me at Page in Reno Land um, and on Instagram at Page Clarno on Twitter. And that's it. That's it for me. And we are getting into season four, episode two, entitled The Real Me, um, written by Michael Patrick King. And directed. And by Michael Patrick King. Yeah, both. Um, and the synopsis is, Carrie decides to hit the runway and be a quote-unquote model. Uh, Miranda is shocked when a guy from her gym tells her she's sexy and asks her out. And that's it. That's the whole synopsis. I think we should start with Miranda, because hers doesn't go anywhere. 
Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> so Miranda's training for a marathon. Why? We don't know. Um, and she's at the gym sweating her balls off. Dude <laughs> approaches her and asks her out because he says that she's sexy and she's floored AF. Because she's like, what the fuck? People don't think that I'm sexy. And I feel this on a spiritual level, her story, her journey right now. (laughs) Because no one has ever really called me, like, sexy. Like, you're so sexy right now. Or, like, that's just not a thing. Like, yes, cute, intelligent, smart, absolutely sexy. No. That's not a thing that happens. Mm -hmm. So, I understand where she's coming from on that. That's all I have to say about that. What do you think, Joe? Um, I think it's really hard because I, th- I think that word is ugly, so I don't ever like to be referred to as sexy, but that's also coming from a privileged place because I have been called that. I'm like, that's an ugly fucking word. Please don't ever describe me as sexy. Huh. And I hate it. And so when, pe- and I think behind it, it just has so much connotation to it. That's why, that's what people want from it. Because I think the word is ugly. So get into why you think the word itself is ugly. Well, I, I, I just don't like what it goes for or like the power behind it, like, I don't know. Like, do you find it, like, one of those things where if somebody calls you sexy, it's because they want to have sex with you? Or uh, because it Usually, invokes- but I also think someone can be... Your poster started moving and it scared the fuck out of me. Um, I, I think you can be... Someone can call you sexy and just say it, like, in a nice way without wanting to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, it is just, I want to have sex with you, and that's not a problem. But I would rather be complimented in other ways. I think I'm just uncomfortable with that word. That's when people actively search it out, like, oh, I would like to be called this. I was like, okay, I can't do that for you because I don't call anybody sexy. That's But I wish you luck. I like it. Enjoy it. And anyway, she goes on a first date with the guy, and he calls her sexy again, and it really gives her, like, a nice boost of self-confidence. And so she tries to then be sexy and embrace the sexy on the second date, and he wasn't having any of it. And she approaches him a few days later and is like, what's your deal? And he's like, I don't know. You seem sort of full of yourself. And she scattered away embarrassed. And that was so shitty. Yeah. And it goes back to why we hate women. Yeah. We like women who don't know that they're sexy. And they've been beautiful the entire time. They just didn't know. And it takes for a man for them to, to understand that. To see what they see. But if you oh. own that, like right. Samantha has been doing it this entire time. Mm-hmm. Then we are like, ew, ew, gross. A woman owning her sexuality and her looks and knowing what she's about. Ugh. Which just reminded me that I had a dream last night about how garbage I think the new A Star is Born with Lady Gaga is going to be. Wow, that's a hot take. I had a dream about it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a personal opinion. It's just what my subconscious decided to bring to the surface where I was trying to talk her out of releasing it because I didn't think it would be good for her image or good for women. That's hilarious. Yeah. These are the, these are the dumb. And that was the B plot. that's the embarrassing part i have ridiculously layered dreams so we're the to the point where like i wake up and i'm like how am i still here how is it still 2018 i just lived a lifetime i hate that dreams i hate that but i wish lady gaga all the well no i mean i want her to be i want her to be good and to do good i just think the story of a star is born is garbage oh no absolutely and i don't think it's I don't, they don't seem to have chemistry from the trailers. I mean, it's Bradley Cooper. He doesn't have chemistry with anything. Oh, poor little Bradley. I don't... I, <laughs> I think I like him as a person. I think I've convinced myself that. Mm-hmm. But I don't like any of his work. 
Yeah, I haven't met him, but I've seen him from across, like, a room, and I've observed him, like, interacting with people, and he does seem like a really sweet, nice guy. And I'm sure he is, but I'm like, just from your portfolio, I don't care. Maybe, My favorite maybe role maybe is Rocky some- Raccoon. <laughs> Rocky Raccoon. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what is nah. he in? Fucking um, Wedding fail- Crashers? Failure to launch. Was he? Yeah. Was he the brother? That was his breakout role, was Failure to Launch. He's one of his friends. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Didn't care about it. Yeah. With SJP. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. See, it turned, I, I pulled it back in. Till you turn her back around. So that, that's Miranda. And that's it. And that's so sad. Yeah. Like, nothing happens. And now that I'm thinking about it, everyone just comes back to where they start. I mean, obviously, yes. it's Sex in the City. So But it specifically yeah. this one, I was like, we could finish this in 20 minutes and we could just give two sentences for each character and be done. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I only have two things for Samantha. The Which, extra 15 minutes is going to be us just mentioning all the cameos that was in this episode. Oh my god, the cam- we'll, we'll get into those cameos. Um, yeah, Samantha gets naked pictures taken um, for herself and not for anyone else. And that is gorgeous. a beautiful concept. Mm-hmm. And she gives Carrie the confidence that she needs to go out on the runway. That's it. That's all I have for her. Beautiful. That's it. What do you Samantha have? gets her photos and she's like, this is for me. And someone else is like, so you can give... Give them out to men as postcards before you start fucking them. And she's like, no, it's for me. It's not for a man. It's for me when I'm 90 years old. I can look back and say, like, this is what I look like. And I was hot. Which I think is also dangerous, but slightly. Because, yeah, it's always good to preserve, like, pieces of who we were and things like that. But not to look back on and be like, oh, at one point I was happy. I mean, I don't know that it's like that. Because she does say very, very specifically when my, you know tits are to my, my shoes knees. in my shoes that's what she said the when the my tits are in my shoes i can look back and think god i looked fabulous because you know the ravages of time happens to everyone right and we always i feel like i constantly look back at photos even even like six or seven years ago and look and just say oh for fuck's sake <laughs> oh for fuck's sake my 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 skin was so luminous and great like why did i feel the need to wear so much heavy foundation when you know my actual skin tone was fantastic and why didn't i color in my eyebrow like you just you like but they looked fine and yeah it just i think it's just a nostalgia thing and i think that that gener that ugh, I can't talk today. That generation and my generation, for some reason, are extremely big on nostalgia. And I think I read something somewhere that that's because um, so much technology advancement happened as we grew up that like we just felt pushed along. Mm-hmm. And I guess I kind of feel that way. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I can get it and understand it, but it, it just. To me, it further proves that old people can't be pretty or exciting or, or sexy. Just because we're like, oh, look how sexy I was then, and now I have all this. It's just us further saying that old people are useless and ugly. Yeah, and that's not nice. And it's not. And it's a constant thing, especially with having Kim Kershaw being one of the older actresses. Mm-hmm. And then her entire storyline is I'm getting old and I'm getting ugly and I'm getting useless. Later yeah. on, especially in the movies, especially in the movies is where, like, yeah. obviously it's a big, big focus because you only get one story arc in those. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I like that. It couldn't have been just like, I feel great right now and I just want to do it. That mm-hmm. could have been easily it, but not so that I can look back at this later on and say, oh, it was sexy. That's fair. But also, she fucking killed it. She oh, has she perfect nipple placement mm-hmm. and she was unafraid to take, have her photos taken by an early Tony Hale <laughs> as Tiger. 
Yes. I will never have my photos taken by someone named after a goddamn animal. No, no. That was unfortunate. This is my friend Armadillo. He's going to be taking your photos. <laughs> would you they get just, new photos They done? just call me A now. Um, no, I wouldn't. Ever? No, I wouldn't. Because I'm not... And I'm not to say that I have a hang-up about, like, my body. Like, it gets me where I need to go. But it's never anything that I considered, like, nice or sexy or something that I wanted to look back on and be like, oh, yeah, I really wanted to see, like, how skinny I was or, you know, anything like that. Like, my body's just my body and it's never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it's worth a naked photo. Got it. And that is including, like, sexting and doing all those things. I won't do that. Absolutely fair. I want to have a photo done like Burt Reynolds did. I want you to have a photo done. (laughs) That'll be my Christmas card. Yes. (laughs) Next year. Currently, I'm working with a personal trainer. Oh, yeah. Uh, When we met, he was like, what are your goals? And I was like, I specifically want a fat ass Mm -hmm. and cum gutters. And then I had to what explain is what a cum gutter. gutter. Yeah, explain. It's that, that V-line that you have. Oh, the man lines. Yeah. Okay. Right underneath your abs, like where mm-hmm. your hip flexors yeah. do that. You want but those? I want those deep. Okay. I want fucking people to look at them and be like, this is terrifying. And then I'm going to wear my jeans dangerously low. I... Like, it's going to be the base of my penis, a centimeter, <laughs> and then the top of my pants. So okay. you can just fucking... Sh- so, and then my fat ass is going to be hanging out of those. And every time I move, like, if I'm like, oh, here, you dropped this pen. And then I bend over, people are going to, like, his fucking ass is going to bust out of those pants. <laughs> those are my goals. So once I have all that, then I'm going to take the Burt Reynolds photo and send it out to everyone as a Christmas card. I love that. I think that 2019 is going to be a great year. Honestly, it is. And it's going to ring in an even better year, 2020. I love it. That's amazing. I can't wait for that. <laughs> and by then, my music videos will have released. So, man, I'm just yes. going to be up. Five lucky fans get a photo, signed, autographed. Yes. I love it. Delivered by my personal assistant, my mom. My mom. <laughs> just kidding. My mom has no people skills. Oh, mama. She doesn't. She's a very nice gal. People just like her because she's very genuine. Yeah, she is. She's nice. <laughs> but whenever my mom, like, talks to people, she doesn't know how to ask for things politely. She's very much like a, here, I'm getting to the point. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have this? No? Then you're of no service to me. Exit. I love it. That's that's a girl who gets to the point, and I, I'm i here for it. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about Charlotte's vagina? Not yet. Okay. Because I want to come back to Samantha okay. and say, so despite her wanting to do it for herself, later on, she sexually harasses this goddamn worker at a framing store. Yes. Because she's like, um, I want a frame to go from here, my tit, to here, my ass. And the guy's very, he's like, okay, I don't care. And she's like... Why don't you care? Why don't you I'm care? I'm naked. Yeah. I'm supposed to be titillating you. Because and then she's like shoving in his face and the guy's like, I'll like be a- ready next Thursday. And she's like, whatever. Like, whatever, fine. I'm like, ah, Which, I like that. No, it's not great, but it's also pretty human. It absolutely is. But um, I there was a friend of ours who tagged us in this, was it a Vanity Fair article? Mm-hmm. About some Sarah Jessica Parker who said our show is very tone deaf. Mm-hmm. Looking back at it now, our show was very, very tone deaf. Yes. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad that she owned up to it, because that's been our problem right now. And yeah. we obviously, we're looking at something from the past. Mm-hmm. But it's also nice when one of the people who had a major part, had a, had something to do majorly with the show, mm-hmm. was able to say, you know what? We were tone deaf. There are several stories yeah. that we didn't do well. Mm-hmm. There are several topics we addressed from a white 
privileged perspective that we could have addressed mm-hmm. somewhere else. And that's also evident because they also talk about hookers and prostitutes. And they also yes. say, like, ew, gross, don't stoop so low, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, first of all, sex workers. Second of all, yeah. Yeah. don't shit on someone else's career. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I think it's nice that she owned up to it, but at the same time, she was a producer on the show. Mm-hmm. She had creative control to a degree. Um, and she didn't do anything at the time, and they knew that there were problems at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I forget who it was, um, but was it I Kim read. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it was um, Cynthia Nixon who, who was like, why don't they ever, ever, ever have men of color? Like as one of the romantic as one of their interests. romantic leads, like we need to diversify. We need to be better about this, um, and that's why eventually she got a black boyfriend for like five seconds. That was ugly, and it was, it was yeah, it and was it, not handled and it was well. No, we'll get to that, <laughs> but it was not painted in a good light, and it was not great. So that's oh, yeah. all I have to say about Samantha. Okay. Oh, and then she ends up getting her frame, and then yeah, the guy who delivers it to her is like, oh. You look hot. She's like, oh, let me give you an extra $20 just to tip you. It's like, cool. You're oh, yeah. That's still. when she picked up fries. Oh, yeah. She Big got, Mac. She got a Big Mac and fries delivered, which I think is fantastic. I made myself breakfast this morning, and I was so proud of myself. And then I got back to my house, like, around 2-something. And then I was like, oh, I'm hungry again. <laughs> but I don't want to make myself another meal. And I was like, oh, you know what I fucking want? I want a double quarter pounder from McDonald's with no mustard and no pickles. And, and did I wanted- you get it? No, I didn't. <sighs> But I was like, oh, I already feel so good. And I was like, you know what? You know how some people just love to cook and love to eat homemade food? Mm-hmm. I love to eat other people's homemade food. I don't like my own food. And I feel much that's more fair. fulfilled Yeah, eating a fucking burger from somewhere else. And I think that's sad. <laughs> it's not sad. I think that it's actually biologically sound because uh, it has been proven that if your pheromones are not on the food, then you like it more. Yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So. I don't that's you weird though, because my boyfriend loves cooking, and he loves making food for himself. And every time he like bites into something, he's like, "This is delicious. <laughs> I made this, and it's incredible." And I'm like, "That is, I want to have that maybe feeling." He, maybe his self confidence is just off the charts. That's beautiful. Good for you. <laughs> I think so. I need to get some of that because I made myself food, and I was like, "This is delicious." But yeah, you know I, what would improved if this was between two weird cracked flat buns, nah. soaking with grease. Yes, and then I want some buttermilk ranch next to it. Mm, and a Fanta. Every time I go to McDonald's, I'm like, do you guys have orange soda? And they're like, we have... Does, does he say Fanta? No, they have high C. No. no. Orange. No high C. Yucky. Whatever they say, but it, it's never like, oh, yes, we have orange soda. It's, no, we have this, which is orange soda. Or, like, their oh, okay. brand of orange soda. I'm like, I know that I'm ingesting literal fucking toxic waste. Just give it to me and say yes. Yeah. Thanks. I'll send the ice, and they always give me ice. So now on to Charlotte. Let's talk about Charlotte's Who budget. could have had a really great episode, and then they didn't, because right. it's Kristen Davis. True. No, I mean, she's fine. It's just, she wasn't given a lot to no, do. No, no, no. That's what I meant. Like, they don't care about her. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. They're okay. just like, uh, we're going to give her the standard storyline, and then everyone can fill in the blanks. Yeah. So she tries to set up Stanford and um How dare Anthony. you define her storyline by men? She has her own journey. And it starts with this. <laughs> we'll get to her vagina later. But she tries to set them up. And I. then this is one of the... This is filled with some of the greatest lines of the series, I feel. Um, 
Anthony wants to know about Stanford and says, who would play him in a movie? Which and I I'm think like, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Because mm-hmm. I play that game every single day. I love that. Who I, would I play in a movie? I've been trying to think or about who, it. There's certain people who who stand out immediately mm-hmm. that I'm just like, oh, that person's killed it. That person's killed it. Yeah. I have Selena Gomez in my family. I have mm-hmm. Maya in my family. One of my teachers was fucking Anderson Cooper, but like ah. Anderson Cooper in 15 years, Anderson Cooper, but not now Anderson Cooper. Mm-hmm. And then I know he's going to play Challen in my life movie, which is going to be weird because it's the actor from it, the stuttering one. Okay. But like once he adds a couple years, like it's Challen. I love it. Thank you. Um, and it's just a fun game to play. So I think him just being like, who would play him in a movie? Mm-hmm. Like, is he cute? Is he hot? What's it look like? Who would play him in a movie? Mm-hmm. Which is great. I love that. Because that's so... That's the greatest way to say this person. And you know what that guy looks like. Or that girl looks like. Imagine you get set up on a blind date. Like, that's the best way. Like, what are they, Instead of just like, oh, they're going to be in the yellow jacket. Mm-hmm. Like, what, is, what, what do they look like? Who am I looking George Clooney? That looks like George Clooney. Okay, I found right. him. Right. Found him. Just kidding. Bye. Um, so she asks Carrie for a OBGYN recommendation and doesn't tell her why, which I don't understand. And I also don't understand why she needs to switch doctors for what this is, because it makes no sense to me. She wanted a second opinion because she said her other doctor told her she was fine. Okay. Which I think is a lie. (laughs) Because if, like, so her vagina is, like, itchy and, you know, whatever, and she needs help, that doctor that was just, like, whatever, you're fine when you have an itchy vagina, fuck you. Take that card away. But it's also, it happens often. My mom's going through an experience right now where she's had to see three different doctors because two of them told her that a situation that she's going through is perfectly fine. She's like... Uh, it's absolutely not funny. She went to a third doctor recently, mm-hmm. and they're like, "No, bitch, your fucking levels are all over the goddamn place. How are you, how have you not landed in the hospital yet?" She's like, "Thank you," but that's also a different conversation we can have about doctors and people in the professional world not taking one women seriously, two women of color seriously. That's why we have a large death rate among black women who are dying because the doctors don't listen to them. That's a conversation to have. Yeah, that's I hate that so much because I have that. All the time. Where I'm just like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And I literally, I tweeted this, I think, um, where I was at Minute Clinic for something. And they're like, fuck, I don't know. Do you want a a flu shot? (laughs) I was just like, really? This is, really? Great. Okay, fine. Yeah, give me a fucking flu shot. I had six since I walked in the door because you guys push it so hard. But why not? Let's have a seventh. Jesus fucking Christ. But yeah, they, I feel like Grey's Anatomy maybe sets us up (laughs) for disappointment because those doctors are like, I will not rest until I find this really random diagnosis that you have and help you through it. When in reality, most doctors are like, I don't know. We get paid to push medicine. So whatever you have here, I'll just subscribe something for it. Mm -hmm. Prescribe, not subscribe. I knew what you meant. Thank you. I did yeah. it for the fans. They don't I, think I'm more dumb. That's fair. I just, yeah, I hate it. Um, so Charlotte, Charlotte's um, OBGYN, or actually uh, Carrie's OBGYN, says, I have a dozen people who have this. It's called uh, vulvodynia. I didn't write it down because I'm a man and I hate women. 
That's fair. And I was like, this doesn't concern me. I don't care. Um, and so she says, every like a dozen people have it. It's no big deal. Um, and it's mostly just uncomfortable. I'm going to prescribe you an antidepressant. And Charlotte's like, I'm not depressed. And she was like, oh, it's not for you. It's for your vagina. So she has a depressed vagina. I don't get this. Like, I want to know if this is a real disease. It probably isn't. They probably made it up for the show. I mean, we could have done our research before we started recording. <laughs> no, that's not a thing that we do. That's not something. That's that... not on brand at all. I don't know how to freaking I spell this. I don't know. I think the way they explained it, if I understood it correctly, not me as a man trying to explain to you about women problems, but I think the way it was explained is they're giving it, they're giving her an antidepressant to fix the levels that she has going on in her vagina. And that's what's making you irritated. So it's not that she has a depressed vagina. You guys, it's real. Oh, boom. <laughs> Look, research. <laughs> Look, uh, one Google search later. Chronic unexplained pain in the area around the opening of the vagina. More than 200,000 U.S. cases per year. Treatment can help, but this condition can't be cured. It can't? It cannot be cured. She's going to have a sad hoo-ha forever. Mm-hmm. Resolves within months, though. So I guess it's just one of those things where it's just like, yeah, don't know why. But in the area around the opening of the vagina, that's interesting. So it would present itself like a yeast infection. Like, Mm -hmm. I can kind of understand where that comes from. It's weird that they would prescribe anything if it goes away in a couple of months. But, you know, I'm no doctor, so. I mean, apparently these people aren't doctors either. Yeah, nobody's a doctor anymore. It's fine. Um, That's my new song. Nobody's a doctor anymore. It's going to be a country song. (laughs) It's so stupid. I love it. Thanks. That will not be part of my first EP. <laughs> no, no. That's that is a a B side that will never get released. Uh, first of all, B sides should always get released because they are always better. Carly Rae Jepsen looking at you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she brings up to the girls that she has this and that she has never seen her vagina. And I love Samantha because she's so like. I need you to go home right now and take a good long look at your vagina. And she's like, better yet, I have a compact. Go into the bathroom at this lunch. Yep. And go look at your vagina. And go look at your vagina, which is good advice. Everyone should see which Giorgio O'Keefe painting their vagina is. Also, I was also confused because hasn't she already looked at her vagina? Because didn't that artist want to paint her vagina? The artist wanted to paint her vagina. So technically she's seen it, I think, in an artistic fashion. But she wasn't... But I... Like, I think she didn't look at it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. He did. She didn't. And she does, eventually. And she falls over. (laughs) She falls over. Because that's what you do, is you look so hard at your own vagina that you just... That's that's how you learn how to do a somersault as a child. But it is also (laughs) very, very important for people to know all of their body. Because I know that in certain cultures, like, women can't own up to their sexuality or can't do that, so women have that stigma against it mm-hmm. but everybody man woman people who don't fall into that spectrum outside of it inside mm-hmm. of it combined need to look at their bodies because if yeah. something's ever wrong with you you need to be able to tell that there's a difference exactly you need to be able to have know if something's getting swollen something's getting red mm-hmm. if something's getting splotchy if mm-hmm. something is there now that wasn't there before mm-hmm. so you can talk to your doctor about it i mean obviously it didn't help her because these doctors are garbage right well and that's you kind of have to, in this day and age, get to the point where you have to understand your body, you have to do your own research, and you have to um, fight for yourself. Yes, 
yes, with an asterisk, because there, mm-hmm. there are certain people, I, I do have friends who are in the medical field, mm-hmm. who are like, it is so difficult to treat someone who comes in with prior diagnoses that they've done on themselves. Mm-hmm. Because then you tell them one thing, and they're just like, no, but I have this, 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 and the internet says it could be this other thing. Like, they come in WebMD'd, so they're just like, it's very difficult to treat them, because then they'll start talking about different things and like oh i also have like itchy elbows so that could potentially be something else which yeah okay it's good to know but i think that there is for sure a balance to be struck with that because i did not know that i had a thyroid condition i just thought that i was turning into the world's biggest fat ass Mm -hmm. because i was doing everything in my power i was working out six days a week i was gaining weight like crazy and not, like, everybody was always like, it's just muscle because you're working out. It wasn't not muscle. And it was not stopping. And my doctor was a great doctor at the time. And he was like, I don't know, like, try and work out harder. Try and push yourself harder. And I would just push myself harder, get more fatigue, not be able to, like, go into work because I was so exhausted. And somebody random said to me, maybe you have a thyroid problem. And I went, oh, okay. And I looked into it and I researched it and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, I have a thyroid problem. Like I had every single symptom that was listed. And I went into my doctor's office and I said, listen, I think I have a thyroid problem. Can you please do tests and see if that's what the problem is? And he said, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. That's the balance that I think that needs to be struck. I don't think that you need to be telling your doctor what you think that you have. Yes. But I think that you need to do your own research as far as what it might be. Because then you at least have an idea of what you have and don't have. And you can present that too. So you come and be like, "Um, I know that you said you couldn't find any results for what's going on with me. Mm -hmm. I found this research... And we haven't tested for this yet. Is it possible? Because then you came mm-hmm. in and you knew what you might, what you were wanted to test for. Mm-hmm. So that's where an appropriate response would be. Like, yeah, like thank you for doing your research. If that's something that didn't pop up, or that's something's not that we usually run. Right. Let's get this figured out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think there's a balance, and I think that, especially in this day and age when they have too many people to treat and things to do that that kind of thing is appreciated. But you should never be saying, no, you're wrong to your own doctor. No, this isn't right. It should be this because I read this on the internet. Yes. But you should be saying, listen, I have this condition. I'm concerned that it is this. Can we please do testing to find out? Yes. And I think the one response, or the one time it's okay to tell your doctor that they're wrong, is when you know something's wrong because you are familiar with your body. You've gotten to know Mm -hmm. yourself. And then you know something's wrong and they're like, nothing's wrong with you. No, you're wrong. Yeah. If you're not going to help me, I'm going to find another doctor. Exactly. And you should. You should always go out and find another doctor if they're not doing what you need to do. Yeah. If your doctor's not taking care of you, why are you there? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Boom. So now that we've told the healthcare system. We have to talk about Stanford and Anthony before we have to we talk get about to Stanford and Anthony. Ooh. Um, I was going to talk about it with, with Carrie, but yeah, so. Um, I want Indian food. Okay. Later. Focus. But I said curry. Now I really want to do food right now at this moment in time. Oh my god! Sorry. Back to Stanford. Um. So Stanford and Anthony meet at Carrie's fashion show. Immediately dislike each other. Like two sentences in, <laughs> and then um, 
Stanford leaves to go check on Carrie. And Anthony is, like, totally an asshole about it. Like, he's bald. You know, why would you think I would be interested in him? Blah, blah, blah. And then he leaves. And um, Stanford comes back. And Stanford's like, oh, what? He left a guy that I wasn't interested in because he's this, like, queen Sicilian. And I don't like those type of people, I guess. And and he's like, oh, great. So we left. So I've been rejected by somebody that I didn't even want. Which I'm like, okay, but if you didn't want him, then why do you care, Stanford? Just let it go. Yes, but also rejection is hard. Rejection is hard, but also I would be relieved in that instance. I'd be like, oh, you left? Thank God. Sick. Oh, yeah. what a relief. Yeah. Never have to worry about that again until we get married in a later movie. <laughs> Spoilers! Yeah, I know. But that's the first... Um, the first time they've met, which is interesting. Have they met before? I feel like they haven't. I feel haven't. like they did. No, I don't think so. Here's the problem with watching a TV show where you've seen everything out of order. Yeah. You're just like... You're just like, sure. Wait, aren't they already there. married? No. Didn't we already go to their wedding? Mm-hmm. I literally, like, accidentally skipped ahead on the synopses before we started. And I was like, okay, here's the synopses of this one before we start watching. And JD was like... No, it's not. You're a whole, a, season, you're a ahead. whole season ahead. And I was just like, oh, I well, don't just know. Watch that. <laughs> I don't know things. Whatever. So, are we ready to talk about Carrie? Yeah, I guess if we have to. So, I just want to talk about all of the fucking cameos that Carrie had in her storyline. Because what the greatest thing ever. First, we have Stanford back, which is always great. That's yes. like what I had in my notes was just Stanford, underline, exclamation point, all in caps because i love him um and she runs into margaret cho who still has eyebrows great so great um and tells her that she needs to be part of this fashion show that's a mix of real new york people and models um to which carrie really pushes hard against like too hard for her character i feel i think that was off brand for her yeah but it made me like her that's fair but also i made me Go like, yeah, that's not you. You would be all over that. You'd be like, oh my god, I'm so excited to do this. I could this. never. I have my outfit planned already. Right. That's also, it. Margaret Cho is playing her character like a gay drag queen would be doing Margaret Cho like on RuPaul's for the that show. RuPaul's Drag Race. In in it they uh, the Snatch Game. Oh. Okay. They have like they have all the queens dress up and do impersonations of other people Cute. as they do the Snatch Game. Mm. And I feel like that's what Margaret Cho was doing. Margaret Cho as a drag queen would do Margaret Cho. And it felt very weird. I love that. There was that. layers. I really There's fucking layers to her performance. I love Margaret Cho. Um, and then Carrie asks the question that she couldn't help but wonder, which is, do we ever see ourselves clearly? What do you think? Yes and no, and I think every time that we think that we see ourselves clearly, a next another evolution is on its way. Mm-hmm. So then we're like, oh, we've got ourselves figured out. And then your body's like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> and it's going to go through another change. And then every time we're just like, no, I still need to know myself. That's, that's always good. It's good to be in that place mm-hmm. where you might not be able to see yourself clearly, but you at least are familiar with yourself. That's fair. I would have to agree. I think... I don't know that we can ever fully see ourselves completely clearly because everything is layered 
mm-hmm. and different and who you are to yourself is not who you are to your friends is not who you are to co-workers and so there is no clear yeah because you see yourself from your perspective your experience your pov mm-hmm. and even if like okay this is how i want to do this this is how i'm putting myself out there that's not how other people see you right. and you will never be able to see that right people can tell you how you make them feel or like how you come off to them mm-hmm. but you won't be able to see that because you can only see yourself from your perspective yeah exactly boom boom um so the thing that turns carrie for the fashion show is that dolce and gabbana picked her date and jay and all i thought when they said that they're like dolce and gabbana picked you and i just in my head went directly to Anne hathaway going could you spell cabana i just read a listicle of 50 interesting facts from the devil wars part of that you may not have known <laughs> and one of them was that Anne hathaway didn't know spell cabana <laughs> i love it that's fantastic <laughs> yes um and yeah so also she- how so sorry yeah. real quick because mm-hmm. margaret cho's character mm-hmm. has the idea to ask Carrie to be one of the models. Yes. At the bar. And yes. then says, Dolce and Gabbani picked you. Yeah, so because now she has... She, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how that went, was that they said, okay, we've got Ed Koch. <laughs> and all Fran Lebowitz. Yeah, Fran Lebowitz. All the New York, you know, really great, but not so great looking people. Um and they just turned in a list, and all of the designers were like, this is my first choice, this is my second choice, and this is my third choice. And that was it. Sick. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Did you see Cardi B's Dolce & Gabbana outfit? No. It's... Okay, I can't tell the difference between leopard and cheetah print, so it's a print of a cat. Okay. And she wore furry sunglasses Mm -hmm. or eye decorations, and one was a D and one was a G. That was also in furry cheetah print, just with no screen recently disgusting outfit but she rocked it and that's the kind of self-confidence that i need to have i love it Did i'm looking it right yet? now i'm almost there. find it find it find it find it oh God, find it disappeared it's- i can't think of things to say Paige. i cannot stop okay. her time bitch that's the outfit okay um so this is gonna be the picture for the podcast <gasps> yes so, um it is it is a grandma print I feel. It's tortoise shell. What? Have you ever seen people's glasses or sunglasses and they're like tortoise shell eyeglasses is what like the type that they're called, but it's actually, it looks just like this outfit. No, I am not familiar with that. Well, here's the thing. It looks exactly like it. She looks like my grandmother. Don't I, you just love it though? I, I don't. I don't love it. Because love she it. has fur around her Everywhere. sunglasses. It's part of it. It's too much. I can't deal. I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't... Fashion's great and all, but, like, I can't. I fucking... No. Head to toe. Head to toe. It's it's not cheetah, and it's not tiger. It's somewhere in between. It's not. I don't know what it is. But it is fun. Animals print trend. Head to toe. I don't know what it is. Ah. Interesting. Tiger print. (laughs) <laughs> is what it says. Okay. Styling it with a matching scarf that was tied into a bow. She didn't stop there either. She accessorized the ensemble no. with tights and pumps for over effect and furry DG glasses. Goddamn. She she went all the way for it. It was interesting. This is the Cardi B Queens episode. I didn't know we would ever get here. I did not think we would get here because <laughs> I'm not a fan. 
Um, so then who else comes in? So then she goes in for her fitting at Dolce & Gabbana. And who is working for Dolce & Gabbana but a blonde Alan Cumming? His name is Oscar. And then someone calls him Oscar and he's like, oh, no, no. I go by Oh No. I go by Oh No. And I love him and everything that he does. So anything that he did in this is perfection and absolutely perfect. So I said perfection too many times. You know what? It's okay. Our fans don't come here for quality. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. <laughs> um, so there is a... Um, a photographer there and he takes to Carrie and they go on a date. Because he's all about real people. He takes behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, he's all about what people really are and how things really are. And I was like, God damn it. Stop it. Yeah. And she's talking about everything that she loves about fashion and is gushing over all the photographs that he's taken of celebrities. And she says the iconic fucking line. What? Like it's hard? No. <laughs> The other iconic fucking line, which is, I, sometimes I'd buy Vogue instead of food. I felt it fed me more. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Annalie Ashford, was that the girl in Sex and the City, the movie, when she's holding auditions for her assistant? Um. She's like, this is not, uh, what is it, soy? Or she's like, uh, no, I don't do I typing. Do. I want a career in fashion. Do you I, see her? I don't, I don't think that it's. Annalie Ashford. Because I don't know why I just got... It, the second you said fashion, I was like, I only heard that in her voice. Hmm. And I thought it was fucking hilarious. No. I can't figure out who it is. Never mind. I'm stalling for time, but it's not working. Annalie Ashton? Ashford. Who? Ashford? Yeah. She has a, like... It is her! Oh, that girl from Masters of Sex. Yes. Yes. And it is her. Oh, cute. I'm so right. <laughs> she's also legally blonde the musical. She's cute. Thank I you. like her. Sorry, a lot. I, I'm sorry to sidetrack that. No, that's but fine. I just love her. She's like, uh, no, I don't do typing. I just want a career in fashion. And the way she says it, it's just fucking cute. She kills every single role she's ever been in. She does. I, I saw agree. her in fucking Kinky Boots. Yeah. Oh, well, I, here's the thing. I didn't see her in it. I saw the touring company, and then as the, as that gal was singing a song, I was like, this song would be perfect for Annalie Ashford. Like. She would have killed it. Huh. And then I was like, wait, this seems a little too good. And then I researched it and she originated the role. Yeah. And I was like, yes, because it, it is. is an Annalie Ashford song. Yes. I love it. I think I know what song you're talking about, too. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, That's what I can contribute. I don't remember anybody's names, what they do or what they matter to this, but I thought about it now and we have to talk about it. Totally fine. Um, but yeah, that that is an iconic line that people thought was so fantastic back in the day was it by Vogue instead of food I felt it fed me more I'm like shut the fuck up you're gonna be you're gonna end up as one of those like I weigh a thousand pounds because I ate a bunch of paper like (gasps) lifetime movie how dare you give the punchline away to my autobiography (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be all on textured flavored paper and all of it's a different flavor (laughs) Every chapter is going to be one of my favorite dishes. And, and it's going to come with a recipe on how to make that dish. But also when you open it, you're like, oh my God, steak and potatoes? Oh my God, Willy Wonka, calm down. Oh my God, skanoodles? <laughs> skanoodles. SK noodles, giving that loco promo. That's I love cute. their fa. That's also, okay. their honey walnut shrimp is delicious. I'm, I'm so making cute. myself so I know, I'm like, I'm hungry. so hungry, stop. <laughs> so we have um, two more big uh, cameos in 
so she is going through makeup. Carrie's going through makeup. And Kevin uh, Oshon, and I think I am absolutely butchering his last name, with the A-U-C-O-I-N, author of Making Faces, and so great. Um, he actually died in 2002, and he, I had his book, still have his book somewhere, and it's so great. He's the most amazing makeup artist, and I would so not have appreciated this watching it at the time. Right. I would have no idea who he was at the time. So I'm like, and I totally gasped when he came on. I was like, oh my God, it's Kevin. That's so amazing. He's so beautiful. He's so gorgeous. Like her makeup's going to look amazing. And it did. And I don't know if he actually did it or not, or if he just dropped in for a, like, just a cameo. cameo, I think he would have been cool enough to do it. I feel like he would do it just because he was pretending to do it. He's like, I will not demonstrate someone else's shitty work. I will do this. Exactly. He's like, this is my name on it now. So I have to do it. Um, and then right as Carrie is feeling shitty about herself, uh, Sam comes in, gives her a little pep talk, and she feels a lot better. And then she goes back to making sure that she looks good in the mirror, and Heidi Klum appears behind her. And is so great. Like, I love Heidi Klum for, number one, the fact that she's down for anything, and number two, that she can actually act and do, like, intricate-type things for a model. And wow. I, no, and I don't Way mean just... that as a mean thing. It's just she's not she is not an actress in the strictest sense Definitely. of the word. And I think that she fucking brings it better than some actors I know. Like I'm not being mean calling her a model, I swear. But she brings she she actually tries. She goes for it. And she tries. She's just so nice and kind-hearted. And she's so beautiful. And things that I yeah. see her in. I'm like... As a person. Yeah. She mm-hmm. just always seems like she's going to be the good person that you can go to when you're on a set. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to be the one that treats you nicely. Yeah. She's and gets to know you and knows, like, your mom's name or something. Right. Yeah. She... I, I love her. And I love the, like, little bit that she said where she was like, do I look all right? You know, thus kind of bringing about the fact that even models, like, her nuanced freaking performance in this was better than anything else because she showed in her very very limited lines that models can be self-conscious about their looks too and i'm glad you brought that up because when i saw it i was like it hit me and that's what i was like oh my god heidi klum brought it home Mm -hmm. because i was like oh my god that's what we're going to talk about in this show that's not about subtlety and then we didn't address it and i was like Mm -hmm. heidi just served you a delicious piece of Alaskan salmon. Mm-hmm. And you guys shit on it because you guys had french fries. Yeah. No, let's dig into that. That was mm-hmm. beautiful. We should yeah. have a Derek on for this for this episode. Ugh, Derek is good for any episode. You know what? Derek, just come real. on and be a permanent host with us. <laughs> We're going to be... We'll leave. We're going to go out for fun. <laughs> and I, Derek, Derek could kill it. And Derek will just take over the podcast. Absolutely. I believe that we could leave and Derek would own this podcast talk about real shit Mm -hmm. do so eloquently and bring in real life references and everything that makes this podcast better this would go from us to fucking serial but for sex in the city and i believe that for a fact and because i was looking towards the future i actually this is perfect this is a perfect time to to bring this up as that i bought a domain name for a production company in case we decide once the show is over to do other things mm-hmm. um and i aptly named it i could eat 
Like, somebody's like, hey, do you need a snack or something? You're like, I could eat. I could eat. I'm like, that so encompasses both you and me. Thank you. <laughs> and so you can absolutely, if you want to, uh, follow us on I Could Eat uh, Productions at, on Instagram. There's nothing there because I'm lazy. But someday there will be. Right. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and yeah, that's it for Gary. She, you missed out the iconic part. No, she fell. <laughs> that's it. That's the falling part. And she, yeah, she fell, but she picked herself back up again because she's an that's adult. That's what it's about. Because it's about picking herself back up. Also, Heidi Klum steps right over her, and that's yes. also my favorite part about Heidi Klum. It was that she's she like, I'm vulnerable and I'm out here. And, like, give me this, okay? But now that I'm out here, I have a job to do, and I will not stand to pick you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just walked right over Carrie, and someone's like. It carries a fashion runway roadkill. Yes. And she was. It was so sad. But the whole, that was the whole thing. Is that she was able to pick herself back up. And keep going. And feel confident. Even though she had fallen flat on her face. And stayed there for 20 minutes on the she did. runway. She did not get up fast enough. No, she did not. She had choices to make. And it was fight or flight. And she didn't do any of them. She stood in place. And I was like... Bitch, make a choice. You're making this worse for yourself. Yeah. Like, Either jump off the stage and just run mm-hmm. or get your ass up and keep walking. Yeah. Pick one. Tuck and she roll. had a whole fucking monologue to her goddamn self. And I was like, we don't have time. This is fashion week. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. This is a fashion show. Get up and get moving. That was that. And that's always something that you're, I think that you probably are feeling on the runway. I wouldn't know. I did one fashion show and it was really great because it was for stop staring clothing they're not paying us but i'm gonna say it anyway because um it's all like vintage dresses cute um for people who are a slightly larger size and it's great and i really wanted like a really like super sexy one and that's not what they put me into which is funny because carrie got something that she wasn't comfortable with so i was like oh my gosh i feel like I can you just related to I carrie up and down this episode i did and but i yeah i ended up getting this one that looked like um like lucille ball would wear like around the house cleaning up so i was just like mm, i guess this is fine but i still got on the runway and i rocked it and it was fun great so yeah that's, that's that on that that's the that on that. So, do you have anything else to say about Carrie? No. I liked her this episode. I felt for her. There was a moment where her anxiety was getting really high and she didn't want to do something. And I was like, you guys, can we please <laughs> not do that to Carrie? And things turned out for, okay for Carrie. And I was like, good. I'm glad we bonded. And now we can go our separate ways again. Perfect. I love it. it. All right. Great. Well, then, um, that is it for this episode. Please uh, tune in next time where we're going to be doing episode three, Defining Moments, um, where Carrie goes bar hopping with Big. And I don't even want to get into how dumb their relationship is (laughs) because I will do that next episode. So until next time, everybody, remember... Always wear a condom. Bye. Bye. It's not stopping. It's not stopping. stopping.